From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, oh, hockey's back. Yeah, you can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it. We've got some rolling rock this week. Yeah, boy, that's my stuff, dude. That's my stuff. And technically it's a twist off, so we couldn't really crack it open this week. We had yeah. to twist it open. <laughs> but uh, if I'm not going to lie to you, Bobby... I do have the game pulled up over here. I probably should go over to the show.com. <laughs> Maybe. How are you doing this week, man? Uh, well, hockey's back. So yeah. excited. Um, yeah. Cautiously optimistic about how this playoffs are going to go. Um, but before we get too far, I do want to mention that coming up on this episode, we've got an awesome interview with uh, Montreal-based uh, country singer Manny Blue. He uh, calls in and we talk all things hockey, MMA, beer. Uh, it's a fun interview, and later you get to hear his new release, Born to Ride, off of his uh, album coming up in November, New Ink. And don't also don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver to get all the apparel you need. Uh, check us out on Patreon to get behind-the-scenes content, and we'll be getting stuff on YouTube pretty soon, uh, if, as long as quarantine goes away soon. But yeah, buddy, how have you been this week? Ah, oh, man, I've been doing pretty good. Just, uh, just working, man. Um... Watch some baseball this weekend, to be honest with you, bro. I hadn't watched opening day in years, so you can tell that I was <laughs> starved for some sports. Yeah. So um, just uh, excited about the this interview that we have later, excited about hockey coming. I think we're going to finish up our Seattle expansion discussion. What about you, man? You uh, Anything Anything good going on? You have anything fun? Uh, same old, same old, man. You know, just uh, working and hanging out and always looking forward to coming here every week and recording this show. But well, we rearranged the studio. Yeah. So we got so much more room yeah, for so much activities, more, yeah. you know? We can do karate in here now. <laughs> Is that power tools? <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So let's uh, let's move into the news. Boom. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. News inside the boards this week actually has news from inside yeah. the boards this week. Right now, you've got the game pulled up. What is the score right now of that Pittsburgh Philly game, buddy? It is 2-2 with three minutes and 52 seconds left in the third, bro. So, so. obviously, if you're listening to this, you're not watching that game live. But we will keep you updated on anything, and we'll do a quick rundown of the uh, exhibition games happening this week. Two days ago, from when you listen to this on Tuesday, it's uh, Pittsburgh versus Philly. You got Toronto and Montreal and Edmonton and Calgary. Yesterday on Wednesday, Tampa Bay versus Florida, Colorado versus the Wild, Carolina versus Washington, the Blues versus the Blackhawks, and the, uh, the Islanders and the Rangers and the Canucks and the Jets. And today, if you're listening uh, later in the day, you've already watched some of these. But if you're listening in the morning, you get to look forward to this. The Preds are back in action versus the Stars at 4 p.m. Central. I'm sorry, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. 
You got the Bruins taking on the Blue Jackets at 7 p.m. Eastern, and the Knights take on the Coyotes at 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, bro, but none of it is real, okay? Sunday, the second, the playoffs actually start. Are there any games on the first? I don't care, because the Preds play on the second. And we had uh, some sort of family thing to go to for Stephanie, and I was like, oh, when's the family thing? And she was like, oh, it's uh, Sunday at 2. And I was like, you know... I'm so sorry, but I can't. I got to work. <laughs> well, not work for my job, work for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. I got to keep, got to keep the people informed. So she was like, I get, I gotcha. You know, that's always nice to, uh, to have somebody that understands how important. First of all, why are you scheduling an event on playoff, playoff weekend? No, yeah. bro. She's like, it's no, cool. I'll go bro. to this funeral without you. <laughs> <laughs> Should have died a little later, buddy. <laughs> So super excited, man. Super excited. But we got a really good show today. So yeah. um Seattle team names. The was Kraken. I don't like it. You don't like it. Don't like it. Why? I love it. I just don't I, I just uh, I don't know, man. I just not a fan. I you know, because this this is what we always thought it was gonna be, yeah. right? <clears throat> I just never I don't know. I just never I think it's dope. I my only thing is, though, I don't want them to overuse the Liam Neeson release the Kraken. It's got it. They can't do it like six or seven times a game. It's got to be. They got to find the right spot to do it and do it once per game. Uh, and I, I mean, I like it. I think they need to bust out some gray joys, you know, <laughs> some gray joys yeah. stuff. You know, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, no, I uh, the Kraken, you know, I enjoy Kraken rum. I think that's good. I do not. Yeah, you don't. I find it highly disgusting. Yeah. Well, not a sponsor. Well, I was that's that's fair because I find the team name Kraken highly disgusting. There we go. So, all right, so we're, this is a balanced out. Yeah. We, we both like both. Then, I yes. Guess. <laughs> yeah. Man, so, what do you think about the uh, the color scheme of the Kraken? Kind of like the Titans yeah, a little man. bit. I mean, you can never go wrong with like some light blue, dark blue, yeah. and some red, dude. So, yeah, I think it's cool. I like the I like the S. I like how they have it set up. I do think that that's cool. Yeah. Um, excited, man. I mean. You know, uh, get another team in here and maybe one of the teams will be lucky enough to get to draft what we drafted. Yeah. <laughs> Don't see that happening. Yeah. It's going to be a it's going to be a difficult road for them to get uh, <laughs> to get our all star team that we put together. So. But all right. We've got more finalists. Uh, we've got the Hart Trophy finalists, uh, just like we thought they'd be. Leon Dreisaitl, Nathan McKinnon and uh, Artemi Panarin uh, and. So we've uh, and then we've also got some uh, injury news or non-injury news. Uh, Lindblom could return for the Flyers in the postseason. He hasn't played since his uh, cancer diagnosis in December, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, and this news has actually changed uh, right before. So I we had Pasternak and Andre Casse uh, were likely not to be available until next week because they were both still labeled unfit to play. But I believe. Last night, uh, Pasta returned to the lineup. Fit to play. Yeah, but I will say that. They the NHL they were told to use unfit to play for if somebody was having coronavirus symptoms. You can tell these coaches they're using it for everything. Yeah. Oh, you like, oh you got you uh, stubbed your toe. Uh, unfit to play. Yeah, you're you know you're just terrible at this the sport. Unfit to play. You're Austin out. Watson is unfit um, to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's good news for the for the Bruins. Bad news for everybody else, yeah. obviously. Um, but the uh, the Islanders got themselves a new home officially. UBS Arena. They're not going to be splitting splitting games. 
uh, is I'm is yes, what I'm I believe they're going to so, be there full time, twenty one, twenty two season. That'll be uh, that'll be nice for for them to have a, an official home stadium. So cool for the Islanders. I think we wanted to get into our mid season awards update. Yeah, we uh, we we went back and delved deep and found our picks. So do we want to go? Just down the slate, or do we want to go back and forth? We can just go down the slate. Um, okay. On the dock, I've got highlighted red ones that we cannot win because they're not a finalist. Right. Blue means we've already run it, won it, uh, which I believe just <laughs> I, I only have. You and I both have a blue one. Uh, and then, and then uh, just regular for uh, and obviously for the as listeners, this doesn't matter to you. Uh, so for the cup, uh, I it does the, matter. They they are going to root for one of us. <laughs> okay. So for the cup, uh, I had the Bruins. The Hart, Nathan McKinnon, the uh, Calder, I had uh, Kale McCarr, the Vesna, which I am not in the running for it. I had Ben Bishop. Norris, I had Roman Yossi, Art Ross, which I uh, have already lost. I had Connor McDavid. The Selkie, I had uh, Bergeron. Jack Adams, I had Torts. And the Rocket Richard, which uh, we split, but I doubled down on it, so I got four points, was uh, Alex Ovechkin. Yep. Um, so the- and my GM of the year was John Chaka. Which uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, he's no longer definitely I, not in the running. <laughs> I was saying I was gonna I was thinking about putting it in the uh, in the uh, show news, but then I was like, no, I'm just gonna <laughs> embarrass Bobby when he because he already has to say he missed it, and so now, yeah, um, I guess before I get into mine, what do you think about that whole situation? It was just too much wild, for me to follow, dude. Yeah, dude, it's been Twitter a wild got ride. Lit up on it, man. It's been a been a wild ride for yeah. uh, for old Chike. Between the team just straight up calling them a coward pretty much on social media. <laughs> like it, they were like, yeah, he abandoned us like and they were like they pretty much were like that. Yeah, he's too scared to win with us. And it's like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, you know, and I uh, I think that that is a a lot of bad signs. Good signs for the Preds because we got some turmoil. Or it could be bad sign for the yeah. Preds because there's some turmoil and they uh, all want to go out there and win. For some, I might have uh, nominated him for like worst GM of the year and I got Maybe confused. so. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Uh, but Taylor Hall, uh, I think that's a bad sign for him re-signing there. You know, uh, yeah. just uh, just uh, just spitballing. But, he could uh, always come to the Preds. He could. As a free could, agent, take a I hometown guess, deal. I guess we'd, I guess we'd try to find a spot for him. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You might have to play in Milwaukee for a little bit. Just, I mean, you know, just till we can open up a spot. You yeah. know, that's, that's all I'm saying. Um, okay. So, uh, maybe we will kind of try to delve into that and talk a little bit more about it. No promises because, you know, we always say that on the show and we don't know if we're actually going to do it or not. So, but mine, uh, my early cut pick is going to be Pittsburgh. Uh, the heart, I have Nathan McKinnon, and I'm doubled down on it. So I really need that win uh, with that double down since you're already two points ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, the Calder, I had Quinn Hughes. The Vesna, I had Bennington, which I have no chance of winning, which is garbage in my opinion. Uh, Norris, I have Carlson, and I'm not really feeling strong about really, that. Really? Because I think either. I'm feeling strong for you. I think yeah. Carlson's got, because I believe they're going to go with the points. Yeah, hopefully so. But I mean, you know, it's. Th- you winning this one is the best case scenario for me of any of them that you can win yeah. because that means my boy Yost gets a yeah. gets him gets him a Norris, and I I have to concede that you picked correctly. So yeah. Carlson, which also helps my Seattle team if he gets a Norris, that means the Rain City Bitch Pigeons have a Norris Trophy defenseman on their that's team. That's true. That's true. Actually, no matter who wins it, they have a Norris Trophy <laughs> winning defenseman on their team. That's true. Either way, <laughs> either way. 
Norris, Norris <laughs> yeah. Trophy winner. Well, I guess there's a third. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Headman. Headman. Head, can yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I got Headman, too. So <laughs> Norris coming to Seattle, baby. <laughs> uh, the Art Ross. I also have McDavid. And thank goodness I convinced you to go with McDavid with me. Uh, we cannot win that. The Selkie, I have ROR. So that'll be a good little battle. Uh, the the previous uh, previous winner. For non for people not devoted, that's Ryan. Sorry, O'Reilly. I'm so sorry, Ryan. O, Ryan O'Reilly. But for those of you that are not devoted to hockey, really did care? they really care <laughs> yeah. at that point? Yeah. So Ryan O'Reilly, uh, the Jack Adams, I had uh, Travis Green with Vancouver, and I feel like I'm not going to be able to win that. I feel like my pick was midseason when they were looking really strong, and then they kind of fell off. Uh, the Rocket Richard, we... Did you say you don't feel like you can win that, or you like, you've already lost that? No, I can't win that. I okay, said, I thought you know. said you don't feel like you can win. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. It he's, a dark, he's a dark horse. He's not nominated, but he's coming out of left field. Baseball's back, buddy. Yeah. Um, the Rocket Richard, we decided that officially Alex Ovechkin won and got awarded the trophy. But Pasta had the same amount of goals, so we felt like it was fair for us to both get the the win on Convenient. it. Uh, can, yeah, I mean. No, we both agreed on that. You called me with the idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make me look like the bad guy. Um, so so you got you had your double down, so you got more points on it. And then my GM of the year was Yarmo Kekalainen uh, of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I cannot win that either. But at least he's still with his team. So, yeah. Yeah. so I think I should get like a half a point for that. So right now I have four out of a possible 16 points and you've got two out of a possible 12. Now, if you, if we both win the heart, the Nathan McKinnon, that's really going to help me. Well, it's not going to help you as much as you think. Cause I also, cause you only get, I also get two points. So you don't get the extra four points, but if but you, that's just the same as but, your rock well, Richard he, pick. Here's the thing though. If Nathan McKinnon doesn't win, you lose two points and I lose zero. So then it can, that's when it can bite you. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, but I, I mean, I think Nathan McKinnon, this might it. be the first thing that you actually beat me in. That's actually something real. Usually, well, usually you just beat me in like, like the food drafts or the super <laughs> speed drafts. Nothing that we can actually test. So Bobby, I'm not rooting for you. I was, <laughs> you made it sound like I was going to be, I was going to be on your side. I'm not. I hope you lose every one. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. We've got some optimistic news to talk about. Woo! First phase three trial of the COVID-19 vaccine in the U.S. has begun. It's only going to be $50,000, so yeah, we're going to be good. But hey, that's, that's America. <laughs> <laughs> it's America, baby. But, but uh, yeah, so uh, the first... Cool. Yeah. Uh, excited no, to see that. We'll see. Uh, they said it could be uh, maybe June of next year when it's released, you know, to, to the whole country. So just, just another a, year. No problem, dude. <laughs> that's just, uh, you know. Lock yourself in for 10 months. It's no biggie. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I put this on the dock. Baseball is back, man. It but are they? Back. Yeah, I mean, well, the Marlins aren't back. But <laughs> and the Phillies, I think they other also got... team. Yeah, some. Well, I think that's who they were playing. Okay. So, um, what are your thoughts on the sixty-game season? Uh, I mean, as someone who's, I like, so I tried watching some baseball on open days, watching the Nats and the Yankees. 
It was it was five innings, Bobby. It got uh, rained out. You could have watched five innings of baseball, dude. I couldn't watch two outs. It's just so boring. You are. I, I, I. It is absolutely sometimes boring. I found it to be fun without the fans. To be honest, the game seemed to be going quicker. Uh, the fact that I decided to switch back to season six of Law and Order SVU. Okay, first of all, <laughs> don't besmirch. Don't besmirch. SVU. SVU is better than baseball any day of the week, okay? But it's live sports, man. So I am uh I hear you. I hear what you're saying, but I feel like I need to be a man of my word on this podcast. And I said, bro, if baseball came back, I would be watching it. And I watched probably five or six games. I've I i have not sat down and watched opening day of baseball since when, when did we go to war in Vietnam? <laughs> um no but seriously i just haven't sat down and watched it i enjoyed myself i mean it baseball to me is one of those things that you don't have to sit and watch and pay attention to the whole thing it can just be on and you're watching baseball you know so i hear you i hear what you're saying uh what about the 16 team playoffs because most people like baseball playoffs yeah no dude uh, listen i i love sport playoffs i'll watch it exactly and that's how i've always been come october I start watching it. I think it's much better than the play-in games. The one game play. You play 162 games in a season. And then to determine a playoffs, you say, well, I was just one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got a good sample size. Like, come yeah. on, man. I'm surprised they didn't say, we're going to have one 30-inning game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, that would be probably more like baseball. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now, I don't know if you've seen any. Um I think you said you watched a little bit of the Yankees Nats game. Yeah. Just a little bit, but that's enough to see that the Yankees and Nats didn't have any cardboard cutouts in the, in the stands. Yeah. That's why I think you talked about it later on in your uh, snaps, your stick, the cutout. And I was like, Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, and then I watched that uh, the, the Dodgers, the Dodgers giants games, and they did have the cardboard cutouts and they have just people sending in their pictures or whatever. And, um, it makes it look like, let me tell you what it, what it does makes it look like it's an early 2000s sports game. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> you know, uh, it is, you know, it, it, it's okay. It's not bad. Some teams have done it better than others. And we'll talk a little bit more yeah. about that. But, um, did you see the picture? I, I don't know the, the backstory. I don't know if it was a fan who snuck in or just an employee that decided to watch the game. It's a guy eating a hot dog. With all of his, I guess, his angel stuff on, sitting between a bunch of cutouts. Nice. And he's just nice. sitting there. I guess it's an employee. Well, the yeah, probably an employee because the team because the the players are actually encouraged to go, and if they want, they can go sit up in the stands and watch the game. I think at the Cubs game, because around Wrigley they have like four or five rooftop bars that you can like get a ticket to and like watch it up there. So I think they're allowing 25% capacity up there. And, um, one of the, uh, one of the players were actually sitting in the, in the left field bleachers, just watching the game <laughs> a little bit. Um, it is, uh, it's very interesting. The stuff that is not supposed to happen that they're not supposed to do and the things that, you know, players just absolutely forget about. Like, Guy hit a home run, was around in third base. Base coaches, you know, all excited. They usually high five. And then, like, last second, he remembered, I'm not supposed to high five you. So yeah. it looks like he, like, 
ha ha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha at his home run player. Uh, they're not supposed to be spitting, you know, yeah. and the pitchers are saying, you know, a lot of pitchers will lick their finger. They're not supposed to do that, so that's kind of hard for them they to remember. they just got to use tar. They got to use the the pine tar on the yeah. hat. That's fine. That's, that's You're not able to get coronavirus from pine tar. Um, But it is, uh, they're, you know, it's, they're not supposed to be high-fiving and all that stuff. Dude hits a home run and they, I mean, yeah. high-fiving my boy. It you was know funny saying? seeing a manager get in a fight with an ump, though. Uh, like the ump had to take his mask off and he put his little his little coronavirus mask on and <laughs> they feet, and they're buddy. like arguing like six feet away from each other and then <laughs> and they're just it's so hard and like you can hear them and, and I can't take this seriously and they're like arguing and the 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 manager gets a little close he's like oh I'm sorry I'll back up <laughs> oh I'm sorry look look I want to call your I want to call your mo- mother dirty names but I don't want her to die so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so I but I felt like the games have gone a lot faster and, and I have no data I haven't looked it up I haven't seen anything but it just seems like every time there's a foul ball somebody doesn't have to trot over and give it to a fan and you know they're not entertaining fans in between innings type of stuff so I was excited hockey's about to be back I think baseball probably will be back on the back burner very soon yeah uh, and actually, yeah, I think, and honestly, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if baseball gets uh, another uh, pause. I mean, you got the Marlins who players knew that they had been exposed and the team decided they were just going to wait to test them. They've been, they're podcast listeners. So <laughs> like, they're like survival of the fittest is what, what bond wants us to do, dude. Yeah, man. So there's also a, uh, coin shortage going on in the U S right now. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> no one's wanting to take any cash at all. Yeah. Um, laundromats they're suffering yeah <laughs> you know i mean yeah but hey you know what maybe Arcades. if we uh maybe if we stop throwing all of our coins to the witcher we uh Ooh, yeah. see that's the problem is that uh people have been monster hunting yeah and so they're like hey here you go buddy toss this coin to, to your local witcher <laughs> um i'm super glad that made that in the dock bobby i think it's very necessary yeah. for us to tell all of our people that hey, uh, i had that witcher joke lined up for like two weeks yeah. and i've just been sitting literally on it. you're just waiting for a good <laughs> yeah. uh waiting for a good time to throw it in the old dock <laughs> <laughs> but all right so time to get into our seattle fantasy expansion part five we're setting the lineups the final part the, the finale uh until Boom. we're gonna eventually uh he's gonna come on over we're gonna sim these games uh we i think what we might do is try and stream one live to twitch uh, we're going to customize our teams, uh, get some beers and just watch it like a regular hockey game and see what happens. That's absolutely uh, accurate. Are we going to we're going to set 20 minute periods, right? Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. If you're down for that. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not playing you in a five minute period <laughs> game, bro. That's going to be lame. Awesome. So let's do it. Um, do right, we go line we, by line? Let's go line by line. I feel like that's the best way to do it. All so. right. So my starting lineup coming out of the gate. At center, we've got <clears throat> Mick Jesus, Connor McDavid. At left wing, Matthew Tuchuk. And at right wing, Nikita Kucherov. A dominant lineup. Going to score a lot. You know, can play both sides. Uh, going to hide from any fight that comes about. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. there, wasn't, there wasn't much room on our team for goons. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, not a lot of, not a whole ton of goons on the team. But. I will say that I've looked through yours and you got some, you got some solid parts to it, but I mean, as far as lineups go, bro, mine, is, I'm, I'm going to wreck you, man. So I don't my, think so, man. So my top line is Nathan McKinnon at uh, the old C position, David Pasternak, 
on the right wing and our Timmy Panarin on the left wing. So yeah, dude, I yeah. mean, listen, your top line dominant, is dope. Dominant. And also, we should clarify that we should clarify that our rule was everybody had to play their position on the top two yeah. lines, and then you were allowed to sub players in on on different spots on line three and four. I stuck pretty good. I think I switched one guy. So. Who do you got on line two, man? All right. At center, I've got Sid the Kid still. And actually, NHL just ranked him as the number two best player in the league currently. Sidney Crosby and his old teammate. He's got a lot of chemistry with him at left wing. He's a veteran. He's a leader. I got Phil Kessel. Not only is he going to score on you, he's going to beat you at a hot dog eating contest. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's just like a regular guy. He's like 5'7". So... (laughs) Uh, uh, but at right ring, I've got Alex to young. He's going to benefit a lot from the leadership and the veteranship of Sidney uh, Crosby and Phil Kessel. And he's going to be the youth of that line. Yeah. I mean, again, any other situation, great line, Bobby, obviously, if this was a real NHL team and it wasn't customized from every NHL team. My line two is at center. We have Austin Matthews. That's going to be the youth of that line there for me. <laughs> Um, and some would say he's pretty good. You know, I don't know if everybody says it, but I say it. And so therefore in my mind, everybody says it, uh, left wing. We have Taylor hall who is going to, uh, going to dominate over there. And then on the right wing, we have Patrick Kane. So again, again, I feel like line two surpasses your line two by, I disagree by miles, dude, by miles. Okay, so at line three, and I'm actually really proud of my line three. I think it's a dope line three, and I think this one, I think this one, you've got some star power on your line three, but I think mine wins out. I've got at center, Ryan O'Reilly. At left wing, I got Mika Zabinajad, and at right wing, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, you a dominant with, line three. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, you got three centers there. Got a lot of Chiefs, no Indians on the team. Um, you know, it's no big deal. Great line, Bobby. Great line. My line three. Still killer, dude. I'm not even worried about it. Uh, we've got uh, at center, we've got Evgeny Malkin on left wing. We've got uh, Ovi Island, uh, Alex Ovechkin. And on right wing, we have Patrick Line, which, I mean, we got two of the most dominant goal scorers in the league on that line right there with Malkin feeding them the the puck. So, I hear what you're saying. You had a great line three, but there is no way that when I need a goal and line three's out there on the on the ice, they ain't scoring. So we'll see. But all right, at line four, at center, I've got Elias Pettersson. At left wing, Kyle Connor, and at right wing, Timo Meyer. Great youth, great speed. Uh, they're going to be great down there on line four. Garbage line, garbage <laughs> line. So for my line four, which would be. Uh, line one on your team. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> uh, for center, I have uh, I have Tyler Sagan. On left wing, I have Johnny Hockey himself, Johnny Gaudreau. And on right wing, my only out-of-position player, but actually not super out-of-position, I got Jack Eichel over on my right wing. So I feel like forwards, there is not a question in my mind that I just dominated you on the uh, on the forward picks. Um, I disagree. Yeah, well, uh. you should because, I mean, it's very embarrassing if you were to agree my team was better because <laughs> you had the same opportunity to draft. 
All right, so on defense, uh, there is no argument about this. My top line D destroys your top line D. Sure. I've got Roman Yossi and John Carlson. Yeah. Just holding shit down. Yeah, see, I kind of split my top my top guy. Like I could have made a, a pretty comparable top line, I feel like. But I kind of split my guys up a little bit, so I had um, had folks across the board. But no disagreement here. Your top line D is dominant. Uh, not even not even going to question it. My top line defense. I have Victor Hedman and Eric Carlson. So lots of uh, lots of offense coming from both uh, top pairings on on both our teams. Hey everyone, due to some technical difficulties, we lost some section of the episode. But on my second line defense, I had Aaron Ekblad and Rasmus Dahlin. On Brandon's second line, he had Dougie Hamilton and Seth Jones. On my third line defense, I had Tyson Berry and Kale McCarr. On Brandon's third line defense, he had Shea Weber and Thomas Shabbat. My two starting goalies were Tuka Rask and Ben Bishop. And Brandon's two starting goalies were Sergei Bobrovsky and Jordan Bennington. Welcome, everyone. Today, we've got Manny Blue joining us over the phone. Uh, Manny, how you doing? I'm good, boys. How are you? Oh, just uh, just going, man. You know, uh, how, how's uh, quarantine life treating you? Uh, not too bad. Um, I mean, obviously, it sucks not to be, you know, out on the road and, and doing stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I've been taking the time to really work on, you know, uh, getting. Honestly, I wanted to work on getting better vocals. And I think uh, we're already starting to work on another project. I know we have new ink coming out soon, but uh you know, it's given me time to to reflect into other types of music and other other influences, and I think um, it's a really good time to hit the reset button and uh, and have a little bit of fun. That's great to hear. Yeah. So, like you said, new ink coming out November thirteenth. Uh, if folks want to stick around, um, like I'm sure they will, uh, they'll can hear "Born to Ride." Uh, we listened to it a couple times. It's a great song. Um, Thank you. How? Do, what? Where do you? Where are your singing roots come uh, come from? I read that you know you were really inspired by BB King. So, mm-hmm. you know, wh- what all? You know, anything else other than you know what else do you take from him? Um. Well, I think what I really liked about BB uh, well, King was the fact that he he had a really cool call and answer between his vocals and his guitar. Um, you know, and, and I think, uh, the storytelling of the blues was, was really cool. So I think it was a really easy transition when, you know, I think a lot of my buddies were really enjoying to listen to country music. I think there was some, some connection there. They, they wanted me to play country songs and, uh, you know, there was some really cool connection between storytelling, both blues and country. And, um, it began because I just, I, I loved what BB King was doing on his guitar. Um, you know, obviously being a, a singer and, and you're trying to accompany myself on the guitar, uh, I couldn't do all that just yet. Um, and, but, uh, you know, it was just, I think really, um, just what he was doing, uh, I, I, just the, the, the feeling that he was playing guitar with and the feeling that he was singing with, uh, really was the pivotal thing. I think that I found in music and was like, this looks really cool. This looks really awesome. I want to do this. I, yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, when you were going through that, you can definitely feel that bluesy country. I mean, I'm born and raised Nashville, Tennessee, man. So, I mean, you got a lot of the, you got, I got a lot of different country, you know, artists that are around here and, and up and coming, but you could definitely feel the feeling in your country music. It was country music, but it had that, 
blues twang to it, which is which was really refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think you know, being from being from from Montreal, there isn't much country. So all I was exposed to as far as country was the top forty hits, right? And, and what my what my buddies were listening to because guys just wanted to listen to. My buddies were were all hockey players. Uh, they they played you know, outside of Quebec and uh, in Ontario and Nova Scotia, whether they were going to school or playing junior hockey. So, um, you know, I was, I was staying home and I was doing my thing trying to, trying to become a, a blues guy. And, uh, and when everybody came back uh, home for the summer, they'd be like, Hey, you can play guitar and sing like there's these country songs. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I'm not a country guy, but you know, I, I guess the entertainer inside of me wanted to please my buddies. So I ended up learning the, the, the top 40 country hits and uh you know having uh, I were, my first that's why my first album sounds that way and and, and uh i think having been down to nashville after that you know uh the all my songs and the ideas were everything was picked before going to nashville and um i recorded the 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 album in nashville and having gone down there and then moved after i recorded the album uh just being there i think i, I realized that you know, there's so many different colors to country music and, and there's so many, there's so much room for, uh, other inspirations. And, it, you know, it gave me a really good idea for the second EP, uh, to really be able to, you know, kind of flirt with blues and flirt with rock and roll and, and be able to keep it country, but try to find something that is, you know, exciting to me and can, can go back to what I really loved about, uh, a country and i was a big fan of bb king was where i started but i you know uh everybody always likes to you you like to to push the edge a little bit and you know i found myself really liking uh jimmy hendrix and steve ray vaughn um you know guys that are a little bit louder uh and i think that's where a lot of that the rest of the album make, uh, is influenced yeah man i mean definitely you i mean all of those guys you say when listening to your music, you can kind of tell that that influence is there, even if it's not necessarily the sh same genre. Right. So through this quarantine process, uh, are you were you supposed to be touring? Did you have to cancel some cancel some stuff that was 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 going on? What 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 were you doing before they said stay at your home and uh, work on your vocals? Yeah, uh, I was, you know, um on tour. I was really pumped for this year. I think we had a really good, um, a really good strategy. I was really pumped for what we had coming. Uh, we were supposed to, we were supposed to do a showcase in Nashville on March 3rd, I believe. Uh, which obviously you guys being there know that I think the uh, the second, if my dates are, are I might've mixed up the numbers, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's it. Um, Around that time, that's when the tornado happened, and we were supposed to play a showcase yeah. Yeah. the next day, uh, and we had a lot of really cool connections and, and people coming to that. Um, you know, obviously not the worst thing that that happened that day, uh, but you know, for 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 us and and, and the advancement of the year, um, you know, I realized I, I felt like it kind of halted us a little bit, um, and we were leaving for tour a couple of days after that, so it was really hard to reschedule. So we were on tour. And it was actually on my birthday, March 12th, we were playing a show in Toronto. Uh, and I got a call saying, hey, it looks like we're going to have to cancel the rest of the tour. So my options were to either, you know, take a quick flight and hop over to Montreal or to, to drive in the bus down with the, with the guys. And um, I honestly, 
didn't think it was going to take this long. So I thought right. it's going to be a, a couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month, maybe. And then I'll, I'll head back down to Nashville. So I'll go to Montreal, I'll take a quick flight over. I share, an, I have an apartment still here in, 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 uh, uh, in Montreal. I share with my brother. So I was really looking forward to, I hadn't seen him since December. So you're in March, you know, mid-March. And I was like, Hey, this might be a good time to, to see my brother. Let's go, I'll go hang out with him and uh, hang out with my parents, my family. And, uh, you know, I don't know when, you know, once all, the, all this is done, we're probably going to get back on the grind of touring again. So I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back. Um, so I just decided to come back home and, uh, you know, a couple months later, we're still here and, uh, I miss Nashville. Well, <laughs> you let us know when you get back, man, cause we're going to all go out and we're going to have a celebratory beer for you being oh. locked up in, in Canada. Hell yeah, man. I- <laughs> I actually can't wait. My, 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 my first best friend when I came down to Nashville was uh, my drummer, Joey. And uh, he had texted me the other day, kind of broke my heart in a way. I thought it was funny, but it still broke my heart. And he says, hey, can you come back down to Nashville so we can be friends again? <laughs> like, Damn, you have no idea how much I want to be back down there. Well, in Nashville, we're already, you know, they're already opening everything up down here, man. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, if, you, if you saw some people, you would think there is no pandemic down here. Yeah. Man. So <laughs> but, um, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I mean, I, I heard that there's... Um, you know, some, some things closing up again. And, and I think things here are opening up uh, and there's so much sort of uncertainty that I'm, um, Canada's been really strict with the 14 day self quarantine isolation mm-hmm. thing. So uh, I'm trying to make, if I'm going to come down to Nashville right now, it's going to be for, for something, you know, big yeah, uh, right. other than, other than want to have beers with the guys. Cause if I have to come <laughs> sure, back sure. home, uh, I'm going to have to do the self quarantine thing. So, I might as well just stay here for now and beer, uh, bars are opening. And, uh, so I'm, I'm going out for beers here, but obviously I miss Nashville, but I, I you know, I'm trying to, to be smart about it as much as I want to be there. Right. <laughs> I mean, Nashville is great, but nobody wants to die for Nashville. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yep, that's so true. what would you say the, uh, well, some of the main differences between, uh, Canadian and specifically Nashville country music scenes? I think that, Canada has a really good job uh, with 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 country music as far as the storytelling. Uh, but what I do think Na- uh, uh, Nashville and the southern states have uh, is the different colors, the different the different feelings, the different styles. Uh, because I think of the you know you think of the southern rock, and you think of all the different movements that are, are, have been down in this in the the sort of southern states. You know you got the Texas country thing. Uh, you know, you got a bunch of people from different places moving to Nashville. Uh, you know, you got guys in Alabama, guys in Georgia. So I think there's so many, there's so many different influences and there's so much, so much different, so many different, uh, styles within country that perhaps you don't necessarily, you get a bit of it up here in Canada, but, um, I think there, I think just naturally based on the way the States is, is built and the way country music was, you know, um, began uh i think i think naturally there's just a bit more there's more there's more differences i I think there's there's um how do i say there's different styles and then different sounds i think different influences uh more so in the states than than here in canada not not to say you know i think i think uh country music to me is more of a feeling right it's more of a vibe it's more of a a storytelling thing and, and it's a there's a friendship there's a camaraderie within the community of of country music so um, I think both have it. Both Canada and the States have it. Uh, 
And I hear the UK has it as well. And I hear Australia's got a little bit of it. So I'm really pumped to try to get down to both those places. But um, yeah, I, I think really it, the difference is really just in styles and influences just based on the way kind of both countries are you yeah. know, uh, yeah, built in a way. So we know, uh, we know you have a history with hockey and MMA uh, up close and yeah. personal. What would be, of the two, what, what do you prefer to watch? What, what's the more fun sport to watch? Oh, uh, that is a that is a good and tough question. We hit hard. Uh, we, hard we hit hard here on Pucks Out, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You better be prepared. Damn. Uh, well, I think. Well, I, I I think I'd have to say hockey. Um, you know, I can watch two teams. I don't really, you know, that I I don't really have, have a a strong feeling towards, and still love the fact that I'm watching hockey. I mean, I think this is a a good example of it is hockey's back and everybody's excited. I'm excited, not just because that sports back because sports have been back, I guess in a way, but there's no excitement, like, like getting ready to watch a hockey game. So I think like today you know, we're going to have three games and I, um, I got my beers in the cooler ready and, and I'm ready to sit down in front of the TV and just watch hockey all night. So, um, I'd say hockey, but, but MMA is not every night. So it's, 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 you know, it is an event every time the UFC is on or, or Bellator one. is on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll go with hockey for the answer. Well, we, I feel like we both, I'm going to speak for both of us here, completely agree so much that we started an entire podcast <laughs> to talk about it. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, I think it's fair. so uh, one of the questions we have here <laughs> is what's your favorite sport to watch? I'm guessing you pretty much just handled that and answered it. Probably hockey, I would guess. Yes. Huh? Okay. Yep. So yep. being from Montreal, are you a Habs fan? <laughs> I had a feeling this question was coming. It's coming. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I haven't oh, been cheering for that. Oh my goodness! I'm a, <laughs> that was my secondary team that I picked on the East. So that was really? you know, yeah. I had no idea that, and I don't know how into college football you are, but I, I had no idea that the Montreal Canadiens were the Alabama of of hockey. They had all these championships and stuff. I had no idea. I just thought their logo was cool. Sure, so. sure, you didn't know about it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I mean, I think that the Canadians have so much history um, that they that is it's really cool. I think somewhere along the line, they lost that sort of mystique and that coolness. You know, they could have been the Yankees. Right. Um, and I think I, I don't know if it's I mean, there could be a multitude of things, but um, I, I don't know. I, I hadn't cheered for them since they retired Patrick Roy's jersey. Um, to be quite honest with you, because I didn't agree with that. I thought you know, it was the 100th year and they just looked for somebody's jersey to retire. And uh, though he was a great goalie, you know, he's had some uh, some issues. Off ice. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a great issues. way to put it. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, I think getting a number retired, especially with such a historic franchise, is such a big honor. I think, you know, you got to take a deeper look into things. And and that's my my personal opinion and my, my view on it. Um, so, you know, I cheered for Toronto and Boston uh, because they were rivals for a while, just because I had I felt a little rebellious uh, by doing that. And I'd go to the playoff games, of the Bruins jersey, even though I'm from here and uh, all that stuff. So it was fun. Uh, but, you know, having moved to Nashville, I think. Well, I don't think. I mean, Nashville's been my team for for a little bit. There we know, go. Guys. That's the that's the real answer right there. <laughs> yeah. You've totally well, redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a Preds fan now, and it's uh you know, there's there's nothing cooler than going to a 
a Preds game and, and, and cheering with everybody, I think. Um, you know, I, I grew up just because uh, I, I wasn't cheering for the Habs. I was always cheering by myself. Right. Uh, and, and even though I would go with friends who were fr- fans of, you know, I would always cheer for the away team, whoever, no matter who it was. Uh, <laughs> so I was always cheering by myself. And, and, and a lot of uh, people I would go to the games with, even though they were cheering against the Habs, wouldn't get up. And, and I would, and I'd be that guy getting up, standing and clapping by myself and cheering for, for when the Canadians got hit. And, you know, I don't know. I always had that, that idea of riling up Habs fans. I thought it was always really fun. So, um, I don't know. I just did it. That, that, that definitely sounds like Canadian hockey fan. They get really <laughs> riled really easily from, from oh what I could God. see, man. Yeah. See, we always treated hockey like it was college football. That was always mm. what's king down here. And so we're going to do cheers. We're going to chant. We're yeah. not, you know, we're, we're here to have fun, man, especially in Nashville. We, we just like a good, a good party. So uh, if we can be provided that and get to watch live sports. Yeah. Best yeah. of both yeah. worlds. Some of the best games that, you know, I'm a season ticket holder for the Preds and some of the games that I love to go in more than anything is when we play Canadian teams. I, one of the best is when we play Winnipeg because they're fan, you know, a lot of other teams, they get real butt hurt when you're when you're cheering and kind of smack talking. But Canadian fans, yeah. they know how to take it. They know how to return it. And it, it's a lot of yeah. fun watching hockey with uh, Canadian <laughs> fans. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. But now I enjoy cheering with the fans. I enjoy the, the random high fives and yeah. all, with the random people. Um, I get to do that now. So actually the funny story is, um, the very first game I went to, uh, I hadn't moved down to Nashville. I went with my parents. We're all super pumped to go watch a a hockey game in Nashville. Uh, I'm like, finally I get to cheer with the crowd. This is going to be incredible. It's going to be so sick. It was a home opener against the Calgary flames and the flames shut out the Preds. I think it was two or three, nothing. And I didn't get to cheer with nobody. So you didn't get, to, I was like, you didn't get to tell a goalie. He sucks. That's the <laughs> dang man. That's that. That's rough, buddy. That's no man. Mike Smith had it that game, man. Mike Smith was not letting anything through. Yeah. You know, you, you can, my dad's a goalie. I'm a defenseman. I, I, I've been playing hockey my whole life. Uh, not at any, I'm not, you know, I'm gonna be very clear. Not at any fucking level like this, but right. Uh, you know, you can, you can tell when somebody's in, in it and someone's got, you know, when they, they're in one and they're having that game and you're just like, nah, you just need a, a tip. Like, the, like you're gonna have to tip it to get it by this guy. Cause he's, he's seeing everything. And Mike Smith is so damn big that, you know, uh, it, it's hard. Well, and he doesn't get, he doesn't get rattled like some of them do. Some folks, some of the <laughs> younger kids that like Vasilevsky, he comes in and if we get a couple on him, he is rattled. He does not like us chanting that at him. Yeah. Uh, I think guys are competitive. Right. And so I think, you know, there's a lot going on and, and I think Nashville is becoming one of the top, one of the harder buildings to play at in the league. So, um, yeah, I mean, damn, if, if, if yeah. Yeah, the whole crowd, and I feel like the crowd is almost on top of the ice surface. So you got all that going on. Uh, yeah, for sure, a guy who's not so experienced is gonna is gonna feel the heat a little, little bit more. So, like we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, you have firsthand uh, experience with MMA as well as hockey. Uh, how did you get into MMA? Uh, how did that come about? Well. I was playing hockey growing up and realized I wasn't going to go as far as the rest of my buddies. Um, so the decision was really to, uh, you know, keep playing as long as I could or, or look for, you know, look for something else. And, uh, I was really starting to get excited about MMA. I had a buddy who was doing karate who would train at the same gym that George St. Pierre was training at, uh, George head, George's head trainer for us. The hobby was running the karate class 
And so there was that. So he he was like, oh, my God, this is great. Like, I feel like, you know, you kind of feel so close to a fighter when you're in that same gym he's working out of and with his trainer. So there was sort of that excitement about George St. Pierre in that time when he was dominating. And um, and he's like, you got to check this out, man. We got to, you know, we got to whatever and go see a fight and stuff. And I I did. And I thought it was so, you know, I was nervous for the guy he's fighting in his hometown and it's a lot of pressure. Like, you don't know anything can happen. Uh, but I was excited about it. And I think and I was around 16, 16 years old. So uh, from about 16 to 20, I was uh, 16 to 20, 21. I, th- I was doing MMA and um, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was really, really cool. I really enjoyed it um, till I, till I found a different love uh, once I got hurt. Well, um, obviously what you said, yeah, it's pretty exciting working out in the same gym as somebody, a professional like that. But GSP is a is not just a oh a professional fighter man that's a a dominant professional fighter that must have been awesome because he is a fun guy to watch watch fight man when your hometown guy is is that dominant um yeah it's pretty cool and he seemed like a good guy too from you know obviously never meeting him but just interviews and and what you see and hear about him so I bet you that was yeah that was really cool I I've met him twice at the gym. Uh, one time was, uh, my trainer was a professional MMA fighter as well, uh, Nordine Taleb and, uh, they would spar together and, and, you know, the, they had a pretty good camaraderie, uh, the, the pros did at the gym. So once, uh, I had, I believe I was just about to start my workout and he, he was finishing and we crossed each other in the locker room and my trainer introduced me to him and he goes, Hey George, this is my my young train my young fighter, this is Manny. And he goes, Oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm George. I was like, Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I've heard <laughs> and, of uh, you. I've heard about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, what was that? What was your name? I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't get that, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and then a couple of days later he was doing these heavy lifts. I don't know. I don't know if it was uh some kind of I don't know, I I forget if it was a squat or a deadlift, but there was a lot of a lot of damn plates on that thing. And uh I was walking by because I had to walk behind him to get to the the change room and i waited for him to be done because a is george st pierre and he built the gym and <laughs> two he's having he's holding something very heavy and i i don't want to be the i don't want to be the one who tried to squeeze by george and he dropped it oh, and he hurt oh, his knee or me, something uh, oh let me slide <laughs> by here sorry yeah. man, sorry <laughs> middle of the winter yeah you're middle of the winter we have the big winter jackets on i got my bag on my shoulder i got my backpacks i come in from school I'm like, I don't need to, I don't need to squeeze by. I'm going to wait till he's done. <laughs> and he put the, he put the weights down and went, oh man, I'm sorry to be in your way. I'm like, no, no, no. You do your thing, man. Like, <laughs> am I gonna? I'm so, so sorry no. for being here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, he, no, he literally looked at me and he goes, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry for being in the way. I was like, oh, uh, no, you're fine, man. Like uh, you're the one he- lifting heavy shit. <laughs> I'm just trying to get changed. <laughs> so. First hockey memories. I think you kind of told us about your first hockey memory in Nashville. What is what got you into hockey? What's your favorite hockey memory? First one. Uh, I want to watch my dad play. Um, I got a I got a That's picture cool. that um, my dad's a goalie, and I got a picture uh, with him. I guess it was after the game, and and uh, I was holding one of those mini sticks, and he was he was like I was sitting up on the boards. I must have been well one and a half two uh and he had me sitting up on the boards and he was in his gear and after a game and i was holding the little stick and i i remember used to just go watch 
a bunch of him, a bunch of his tournaments when, when we could go. Uh, and, and just knowing that I wanted to play in a, in a competitive tournament with him at some point, which, you know, I've been lucky enough to be able to do a couple of times and we've, we've won a few championships together, uh, you know, whether they were charity tournaments or, um, you know, uh, uh, corporate company tournaments or any, anything like that, that get, you know, get pretty competitive. So, uh, it's kind of fun to be, uh, in the tensions with him. Uh, you know, it, it, it's super cool. And I told him, I said, you can't, he talked about, uh, retiring at one point. He just wasn't having fun anymore. And I say, you, you, you can't, I said, you can't until I'm 18 years old and I can play <laughs> at least one tournament with you. You cannot retire. It's my dream, it's, dad. It's, I know. I was like, come on, dude, don't ruin it for me. <laughs> so, uh, and he's, he's, uh, 54 now. And, uh, and we still, we still play together quite a bit when I'm in town. So, you know, we, we hop on the ice and my, my brother actually played in France. So my, my brother wow. is really good. Um, but, uh, we get to all play the three of us together. We have a, a cool group of guys we play with, uh, Wednesday mornings at 7 30 AM. We play all together. A uh, c- couple of, couple of eh, some ex NHLers, uh, some ex guy, uh, ex players. I used to play in Europe at a pretty high level, so the pace is pretty good. So it's a lot of fun, um, and, and you know, just to to be around those guys that know hockey and, and stuff like that is is really cool. And uh, to be able to still play at a high level, a, a relatively high level, uh, with my dad is is pretty sick. So I, I take that uh, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So. We know you're a Preds fan, but putting loyalties aside, who is your pick for the Stanley Cup winner this year? Ooh, that is a good, uh, good guys got good questions. Um, it's hard to count Boston out, man. Boston's always feel it always seems like they've got something on the back burner. Every they can always pull something out. Um, you know, with the leadership that they have, it, it, it patches Bergeron and and uh, Marshawn and the way Passion has been playing this year. Tough. It's tough. Uh, man, I, I, you know, not to sound like, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the same, the, the St. Louis Blues and the Bruins again. I mean, <sighs> they both. I know, <laughs> man, I know. <laughs> It's I not know. you. It's not you, Manny. But it's very, you're very good with the not sticking to the loyalties. But yeah. anytime the St. Louis yeah. Blues are brought up on this yeah. podcast, there has to be a groan, or were they even mentioned? Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. I, it could be St. Louis and Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll see. It's funny. I think Bob, I think Bobby has um, for his early pick. We did midseason picks, and I think we're just gonna stick with that and maybe we'll do something different for the tournament. I think he had Boston. Yeah, is that correct? I and, Boston I had, win. and I felt, uh, I felt really gross with my pick. I picked Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> you know, I got to leave the loyalties at the door when you are, uh, analyzing some sports, but, uh, yeah, I know uh, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I, I really do want, I really do want Nashville to, to be able to pull it out. I think they have the roster. I mean, I don't think they've played up to the potential this year with the agreed. roster they have. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I would love to see something happen. I, I think they, they they can do it. They just got to They just have to do it. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that the way those two, uh, the, that St. Louis and and Boston have played, still this year after the the run that they had last year has been quite quite impressive. Um, yep. You know, but but I'd love to see something like Philly get in there or, or uh, Vegas again. I think they're. I mean, they're hard to play too. So. 
it, this whole this whole coming you know you know pausing and come back is going to be a uh, an interesting twist. So I, I'm curious to see you know any uh, I like the unsung heroes. I'm curious to see if there's anything that's going to happen. Any team or player. Well, it's going to kind of uh, surprise yeah. us and, I think and, the, and uh, kind of make a name. I think the break, you know, there were some teams that really benefited. I think Columbus yeah. is going to really benefit from this break. They're getting a lot of players back, and I wouldn't be surprised if they made a deep run in this playoffs. Yeah, and I would say even to your point, the Preds probably really benefited from the break because we could never quite get healthy all throughout the year. Yeah. And I feel mm. like with the with the break we have, but the, definitely the teams with the veteran presence – I think the Capitals mm-hmm. benefited from the break for sure. Uh, I think teams like Florida and, and Arizona really benefited where they can kind of reset where they were playing well at the beginning of the year and then kind of dropped off and then they mm-hmm. slid into these playoffs because of the new format. And I think so. I think it's going to be a really interesting, really interesting Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. You've taken the best playoffs in, in all of sports. And you've made them that much more interesting, yeah. in my opinion. But I, I'm I'm glad you guys say that because I mean I, everybody's calling it the Asterix Cup no. or whatever, and and I mean fuck you got you got a lot of teams have to actually battle to get in yeah. and then actually play the playoffs. So it, it's almost even harder. And at the end of the day, they still have to you get into the playoffs and you still have to win 16 playoff hockey games. I mean that's not an easy right. task to do. Yeah. So. It's like you got a bat, like you have a short term. It's not the same. I mean, they 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 have an extra round of five games mm-hmm. that they have to battle, which is which is which is incredible. And yeah, um, for 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 a lot of the teams, right? And it's not like you know the regular season short. Like the a lot of people were are, are, are I I was I was astonished with the comments I I saw online. I was just like this like this is crazy because. People are unhappy about wow, how do you get these many points in a season and go in? It's like okay, but. The season didn't, didn't really finish, play yeah, any two right. games, yeah. <laughs> and now and now what you're gonna you're gonna get upset about the fact that teams have to play extra games in a competitive and a tight competitive. It's not you know the regular season has a t- it seems to have a, a bit of that redundancy, yeah. and so you you know not every game is always that exciting, and that mm-hmm. just that's just the nature of 82 games in a season, and um, I think. You know, you have to win three games to just get to the playoffs. And mm-hmm. those are going to be very tight and it's going to be new and it's a new environment and it's a new concept and it's a new thing. And you have to go out and everybody really wants to win. And at the end of the day, these are, you know, professional athletes are competitors and everybody wants to win and everybody, you know, is going to battle for that victory. So I, I you know, I, fans are no fans. I mean, I've played in beer league hockey games. I've gone way out of control just because guys want to win for nothing. You're right. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So, so fans are no fans. I don't, I don't, I really don't think it makes a difference. I mean, I think guys are going to want to win regardless. I've played in uh, charity tournaments where guys are intense and hacking yeah. and upset and yelling and, you know, yelling at the ref and yelling at the team and all that stuff. So it's like, people are going to say, how do you get that intensity? Well, wanting to win is pretty much it. I mean, just have, doing more. Just have, uh, <laughs> just have six guys skating yeah. around and trying to hit each other. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Like I don't think anybody that has ever gotten to the NHL or any professional level, or like you said, you know, higher level beer league type stuff, because they do it for a bunch of fans that are cheering for them. They usually yeah. tune us out anyway. Like we're not even there. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Uh, Ryan Ellis, I think, said that I, uh, you know, there may be an asterisk on the cup this year, but only because it's harder to win, not easier. Yeah. You know, I he mean, that. that's, that's, yep. uh, that I, I completely agree with you. And there are some people yeah. that uh, people just like to talk in my opinion, man, this is uh this was a, a good situation. We get more hockey cause we didn't get as much throughout the regular season. Yep. I liked your point of sometimes 82 games, not every game is exciting. And mm-hmm. for that reason, uh, that's why I think baseball is much more exciting this year. 60 games as opposed to 162 makes every <laughs> game of baseball more interesting. And I it think that's important. Exactly. I think that baseball is missing a whole lot and they'll never change from the 162 game season because 88% of their tickets are sold to corporations that just buy all the tickets and give out the tickets and nobody shows up and, so I'm 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 in agreement, man. You start getting too yeah. many games, they start becoming less important. And so I think that uh, I'm excited for for this playoffs. Yeah. I don't I don't see how you can how you can asterisk it. Yeah. Um, no, I will say though that as much as I would love to see the Preds win, uh, having a virtual Stanley Cup parade would not be fun. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> well, if we, to be fair, if we win it here in Nashville, oh, yeah. we're just going to pretend coronavirus is gone like we already have been. So yeah. we're going to have a parade, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but, right, it's so, going to be yeah. funny to see guys kissing the cup in a mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, outside sports, well, this is also, we also talk a lot of beer. We talk a lot of pop culture. So one thing, uh, we have a couple questions we always ask guests, and that is Star Wars versus Marvel. Uh, what, what's your go-to? Oh. Uh, and you are allowed to say uh, neither. Yeah. It ruins yeah, a, nah, it ruins a follow-up it. question, but. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, man, I'm not into, uh, I'm not into all that. So I'm going to go have to go ahead and say neither. Okay. All right. Well then, then let's, let's try to wrangle this into something. Is there any type of pop culture, nerd culture, game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, anything like that, that you, that you got into or just music and hockey and (laughs) MMA? Um, no, I mean, I like to, to, I've been really enjoying um, being home and and going to bed or waking up to, with a coffee in bed with and watching. I like I like to just hang and chill. Um, so if it's not some kind of kind of music documentary, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, great show, man, um, great show. I think I've I'm I'm on my fifth or sixth um go at watching the whole thing entirely, well, and. uh I just, I just think it's crazy, man. It's so cringeworthy, but it's, yeah. it's so funny at the same time. That <laughs> Larry I, David's I, a genius, man. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So our next question, and I'm pretty sure you'll be able to answer this Should one. Should be able to. <laughs> Favorite beer? Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, Bud Light, usually. Okay. But I have, uh, I have gone into... So actually, uh, that's, a, that's a funny question. We... Uh, Bud Light typically, um, for a long time, uh, and, and I'll bounce around sometimes. I, I do enjoy the Coors Light or the Miller Light, Budweiser too. Uh, but with this Blue Crew happy hour that we've been do- doing, which was basically built and designed to go into breweries that usually don't accept or don't expect live shows, we've been able to put this concept together, which is more of a stripped down show and get local artists around 
different states uh, to get a get to know other artists around um, uh, different states and, and even different provinces in Canada. Uh, but also just to, to, to it, it was designed in a way to a build that fun community with uh, between artists for ourselves, but also just do something cool and different. And um, it was done on off days during tours. So if we had, you know, in between big shows and we had some, we weren't going to do anything. Uh, we would try to book shows and breweries and, and we're uh, self-sustaining in that we have all our gear and all our stuff. We could literally just roll into anywhere and put on a show so that was the idea and in doing that i kind of started opening up my mind a bit to craft uh, obviously being in breweries um i opened up my mind to to different different types of beer and uh there's a couple of ipas and double ipas and stuff that i've uh, i've really been enjoying and we turned this into a virtual thing during quarantine and so we, we had been doing it every tuesday night and uh trying to get some partners and stuff to do it with and a couple of breweries uh sent us uh free beer and uh awesome. to, to, to yeah it was really cool that's and my it, favorite beer is a free one <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'll drink any beer if it's free um yeah so we we got to you know you know obviously i i'm not i well i said it that's why it's obvious i guess i i wasn't into craft beers a whole lot before that and uh you know i was like in the spirit of this brewery sending me some some beers. I'm gonna try. There was a there was a sour, an IPA, and a blonde, and I would, uh, uh, I, you know, I tried all of them, and we were on the broadcast, and I was drinking all of them, um, just you know, because I said, you know, they, they put in the effort to to want to participate. They were awesome with us. I said, let's uh, let me let me break that idea of of only liking the light loggers and and. and you know, try it, try to enjoy this. And I really did, honestly, I really did. And I guess the breweries I had tried, I mean, there's, there really isn't really a good brewery here in Quebec. So that's probably where my mind went to. And, uh, well, so that was it. So I never really liked craft, uh, craft, uh, beers because of it. And I think, um, having tried different ones and going into, and actually physically going to different breweries, I've tried a lot of their flights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the best way, man. I started it because I wasn't even sure what I was going to like, to be very honest with you. Um, I went to a brewery in Asheville and and, and tried the lager, and I didn't like it. And I was like, well, I don't like brewery beers. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. I went to one in Nashville, and then there was a bunch here in Quebec that I really don't like. So I was like, I guess I don't like craft beers. And then I, you know, we were on tour and doing different things. And I was like, well, you know, I'll I'll check it out and I'll, I'll, I'll have some fun with it. Tried the flights and they were all good. I'm like, oh wow, this is a really good brewery. Yeah. Went to a different one. I go, wow, this is a really good brewery. Went to a different one. I go, wow, this. So I, I'm thinking, like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Perhaps it's the ones I went to that I didn't like, which made me decide I didn't. I don't like craft beers, but I do. Um, so, yeah, there's well, there's cool. a few here in here in Ontario or well, in Canada, uh, in Ontario that are really cool and in I like Yeehaw in Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good beers. Good beers. Yeah. We uh we yeah. actually have we would love to team up with you and uh, on the brew on on the blue crew we have a, we do a uh, once quarantine's over we'll be starting a YouTube series where we go to 
you know, if, uh, Nashville uh, breweries, when we're out of town, we go to different breweries, uh, maybe host a show there and then, you know, do a drink all the beers they have, uh, mm. you know, interview a guest. And yeah, so we're, we're excited for that. And we'd love to, oh, you know, when, whenever you're in Nashville, if ever we get up to your area and, you know, have you on there. See, the thing is, we like to transition things that we're already going to do and just like film it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I I had an idea one time starting a podcast with some friends because I I thought obviously biased. I thought our conversations were quite interesting, <laughs> and we have debates. But it's it's always a matter of you know, there's no f you this. You know, it's just right. kind of like here's my idea, here's my idea, and and I thought there were some interesting points. Not that I necessarily agree with them, but I'm like that's cool. And we basically had a podcast for three hours uh, in, in, in a living room one yeah. day. And I was like, we could do a podcast. And then everybody loved that idea for about a week. Yeah. Uh, well, that's. And then, and then when I went to follow it up, no one, nobody wanted to do it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, guys. That was a cool idea, I guess. But that, that's that's, it, that's, so. that's essentially us. We've been talking about having a podcast for a long time. And then one time, one of us brought it up sober. And we're like, you know what? Let's do this. Yeah. Let's actually push in and do it. Okay. Last question. Yeah. We, we, when we did some interviews earlier in the quarantine, we kind of came up with this question, not thinking that it was going to make it into almost August as still a question <laughs> that we have. What's your go-to, go-to quarantine stack snack, man. Oh God. Um, I crushed a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Oh, oh yeah. It's a man after my own heart, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> ice cream is the way to go. What, what, what Ben and Jerry's flavor uh, is your go-to? I went with, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I like the, uh, ha- the half-baked. Okay, oh, yeah, solid great. call. Yeah. I'm a Cherry Garcia yeah, guy. I'm Cherry dude. Garcia yeah, over here. But, I mean, half-baked, <laughs> well, great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know that that one particularly, but I I do have to. I mean, I I got a I not to sound like a huge bitch, but I got a peanut allergy, so I got to be a little bit careful with. Uh, some of them look really good until I see there's <laughs> peanut butter in it or, or oh, almonds yeah. or something. So I'm like, I can't. So I got to be careful. But um, that that one seems to be the one that uh, pops up everywhere, and I really enjoy. So. <laughs> Um, you're safe, that, man. Nobody thinks yeah, yeah. that almost dying makes you look like a bitch, dude. <laughs> it's all I, I good. Know. <laughs> I know, but I, I hate, I hate, I, I've been around people that have been like, I no, just, on some, like, just try hey, it. You know, what? I, I have a, I have a peanut. No, no, not even. Then you go, Oh, I have a peanut allergy guys. Okay. Let's make sure there's nothing on the table and there's nothing. I'm just like, ah, uh, like, I'm not going to make everybody stop. Like, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm going to make sure what I eat doesn't have peanuts. Right, right. Everybody has to There's you know, a- halt everything. So I think, uh, I've been around a couple of people that have been, I don't know, not, not cool about it. And sure. that's why I'm just like, I hate saying it now, you well, know? Well, that's the difference that that's, if you're just like, oh, now we can't eat peanuts around you. <laughs> yes. That would make you being kind of a bitch, but like, just yeah. not, <laughs> just not wanting to die. We're not pro death on this podcast. Okay. It's uh, we're, we're going to no, throw it I, out I know, there. I know. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I get it. But Manny, it was great having you. Uh, once again, this has been Manny blue. Uh, New Ink coming out November 13th and stick around to listen to Born to Ride. Manny, it's been great having you and we hope to uh, see you next time you're in Nashville. Appreciate it, Manny. Yeah, definitely let you guys know. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. Thank you.
I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. I bet Stephen A. is having a field day with this story, man. Yeah, be honest with you. Be honest with you. We started, we, uh, <laughs> you know, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith doesn't call many things. But... You found this. You read the headline. That's the way we roll around here. Sources revealed details on Lou Williams' strip to club dinner under investigation. Uh, I'm sorry. Strip club dinner under investigation. Uh, The NBA announced (laughs) on Sunday that Lou Williams will be required to undergo a 10-day quarantine, making him unavailable for the Clippers' first two meeting uh, seating games against the Lakers on July 30th and August 1st because he went to a strip club in Atlanta. And his reasoning, and we're not mad at that. Well, we're a little upset about it if you're if we're teammates. No, I mean, but it was to be expected. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith called his shot. He's like the Babe Ruth of <laughs> deciding things. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he says that he went to the strip club for dinner. It was after a funeral. Be a good snack. And where else do you go after a funeral? 
then uh, you have a wake at, a, at an Atlanta strip club. And he says the best wings in town. To be fair, Atlanta strip clubs are like the third best in the world. Yeah. Behind Vegas and New Orleans. You know, so I mean. Well, I was going to say like Bangkok and Amsterdam, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I would not say that Bangkok, the land of lady boys, has the best strip clubs in the world. Bobby. Well, I wouldn't know from firsthand knowledge, but apparently you, you just, do. You just brought it up. <laughs> you just brought it up. What you're talking about? I, I said top three strip clubs in the world are Vegas, New Orleans, and, Bangkok. and then Atlanta. You. And then you were like, what, what about Bangkok? <laughs> that was you. That was just being you right there. That was a recording of you that came out of my mouth. No, but I mean, whether or not they're the best strip clubs in the world or the worst, guy grab you a little dinner somewhere. I will say to his defense, strip club food is actually pretty dope, dude. It's now closed, but every year in college on our way to Panama City, we'd stop at the Booby Bungalow off 65 right before the Alabama border. Best wings I've ever had. Coronavirus worst dreams you have ever had. <laughs> Literally. Didn't I the guy that cooked the wings, wasn't he getting a lap dance in his white, in his apron? Yeah. He was covered in sauce. That's not a, this is he a threw He <laughs> threw the lady to the side, real polite-like, and yeah. was like, oh, I guess I'll make you some damn wings. And I wanted to order of eight. He gave me an order of like 15 because he didn't want to split them up. And I'm like, well, what? I mean, OK, cool. I'll take it because they're frozen wings, Bobby. We could have made the wings. And they were still dope, man. Wings and boobies. Because you're in the strip class while they're dope. Like, you know, but what I'm saying is. You're an NBA player. Just order strippers and wings, dude. <laughs> you, know, you can like order the wings separately from the strippers like. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just hate to say I just hate to say that Stephen A. Smith called it. And, you know, we had a different uh joke of the week on the dock, but like we couldn't yeah. miss up on this opportunity. And the to best part is Lou Williams went on Twitter to say, ask any of my teammates, what's my favorite restaurant in Atlanta? Uh and he said, uh, whatever the establishment is, that's his favorite restaurant in all of Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta. They've got some dope restaurants there. They've got a Houston's in Atlanta. I can guarantee you that is not his favorite restaurant. The name of the restaurant is, or the name of what he calls a restaurant is Magic City. <laughs> and he keeps referring to it as a restaurant. Yeah. Like, but it's a strip club. <laughs> yeah. Do, hold on. Do people take their clothes off there? Well, I mean, yeah, that's like a little portion of it. <laughs> but the wings, though. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they make a souffle to die for. <laughs> But all righty, uh, it is time uh, to discuss one of your favorite movies and boom, well, definitely boom, in my boom, top boom, 10, boom, boom, uh, boom. The Two Towers. We continue oh, our Middle goodness. Earth discussion today. Man, it's your movie. So uh, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that this is one of the this is my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. OK. The Battle of Helm's Deep. How do you beat the Battle of Helm's Deep? On the first light of the fifth day, when they look up and just like every time, I don't care how many times you've seen it, and Gandalf rolls over the hill, dude, with with all the uh, Rohirian, Rohirian, Rohim, Rohim, yeah, Rohim, yeah, whatever, whatever. Riders of Rohan. The Riders of Rohan. And dude, it is just, oh my gosh. And ah, I cannot... I just loved that movie so much. It had so many great scenes to it, and it really brought all of the story together to me. 
Return of the King's great. Fellowship is great. Two Towers is the is the meat of the of the trilogy to me. You know, I I it just I just love it. What are, what are your initial? No, initial I mean, thoughts? listen. I, I said last week that Fellowship is my favorite. That does not mean at, by any sure. means that Two Towers is bad. Two Towers sure. is great. It is almost on the same level. I think Fellowship is my favorite simply because it's the first. But no, I it, Two Towers is the meat, and it, yeah. it's it, it's the most entertaining. I think it, it is the most fun to watch. So yeah, I, I'm with you on there right there. Um, I assume you don't have any criticisms, just like I, neither do I. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was not three and a half hours longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, and we have a, you know, no real criticisms. I'm, I'm blanking, uh, just like I really was with the fellowship, really fellowship was a little slower. That was one of our kind of criticisms, but I mean, it was building up the story. Let's get into favorite scenes because there are so many of my favorite scenes yeah. in this movie that I just feel like we have to have to highlight a bunch yeah. of them. While we're at it, we might as well just go through the entire movie scene by scene and just spend the next hour and a half, two hours talking about it. It opens up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so my favorite scene of all time in any movie ever comes from the battle on Helm's deep. When the tide is not looking good for the uh, for the non-orc team over there, you know, I mean, they're busting in. They're you know, they're the orcs are throwing in, throwing up the ladders, and they're getting through because most of these dudes are just freaking farmers. <laughs> and <clears throat> Eric, uh, Legolas, you know, who I've mentioned couple times my dude my favorite guy when he slides down the stairs slides down the stairs on that shield dude and shoots like three dudes yeah it's dope. you know that scene right there favorite scene of all time and it's one of those things that i build it up in my mind every time before i see it always just as good do you think that's like the elves Olympic sport. Like they slide downstairs on shields. Cause he did that like with no hesitation. Like he's done that before. Just, yeah. No problem. Well, he's like six, he's like 600. So yeah, yeah I mean, he's done it a couple of times. I mean, Legolas has some of the dopest scenes in any movies. And we'll talk about some of his dope scenes in other movies, but that right there was just, you know, cause I mean, you're already deep into the, into the battle yeah. at this point. And, you know, my eyes are just wide and it makes me want to do this, Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Where you get real excited yeah. and you can't really control your emotions every single time it makes me do that. What about you? You got a favorite scene? Yeah, 100%. Uh, when the Ents retake Isengard, dude. It is yeah. such a dope scene. Yeah, that is really when, good. When Treebeard realizes what had just happened, he was just going to drop him off and he's no. like, he's so pissed. No. And, and he just calls screaming. and they're just whooping ass in Isengard. Yeah, dude. dude, that was, that was, I agree. Now it's funny. Most of the dopest scenes are from Helm's deep to me. And obviously these are kind of coinciding with yeah. one another, but it's really, really, really hard to beat 
when Legolas's dad shows up with the elf archers, dude. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. they start marching in and like they're like talking about like. I guess I didn't realize that was Legolas's dad. Yeah. Okay. It's his father. Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that on the 12 times I've seen the movie. Well, I didn't know it either until The Hobbit. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's. I, okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. I need to watch. Yeah. You it's did. been a while yeah. since I, yeah. But. Um, Fun fact in the in the book that scene does not exist. Like, Helm's Deep obviously exists. Elves never showed up to Helm's Deep ever in the books. That's not a thing. Yeah. Well, I don't care about the books. <laughs> We're talking about the yeah. movie and just like the feeling of it. We've done a little bit of research. I might be wrong. I'm gonna hold firm that I'm <laughs> not wrong, and it's his dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so call me out if I'm wrong, guys. But. Um, no, I hope you just don't really pay attention. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, but speak. Oh, sorry. Uh, but speaking of Legolas, dude, uh, he also has some dope ass scenes in the robot chicken version of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, so I think in Fellowship, when Aragorn says, Legolas, use your elf eyes. Gimli's like, whoa, that's pretty racist to just assume <laughs> that because he's an elf. He's got great eyes. And it's like a four minute argument. He's like, so can you see? And he's like, well, yes, I can see. But you should just assume <laughs> that I have great eyes because I'm an elf. But the scene where. Legolas and Aragorn are arguing regarding the, uh, you know, Legolas is like, wow, we don't need to sit here and die, but they're talking in like high elvish. Yeah. I'm like, obviously these common folk don't know the high elvish and Aragorn hits them with, then I will die as one of them. <laughs> yes. But he says it where they can all yeah. understand. So everybody's, everybody's just like, like wait, what? Oh, um, huh? <laughs> he just says hashtag suicide pact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or obviously, you can always go back to when Gimli is there standing up on the top of the yeah. tower and Gimli hits him with, uh, I can't see. And Legolas looks over <laughs> and says, would you like me to get you a box? <laughs> I do like when uh, he's like, well, he, he twitched because my axe is in his nervous system. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Hell toss me. <laughs> what about toss me? You know, he tosses him. He said, don't tell the elf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean great one of the greatest battle scenes up there with like battle of the bastards dude yeah. um but so do you remember your first time ever seeing the movie ish you know like not like i remember because i was so young yeah. when i saw it for i the just first time. remember being in theaters but me and my cousin mason who is a big you know it's a big lord of the rings fan with me we always watched them all together and now he is a podcast listener so obviously shout out to him but uh, we always would quote these movies and we watched them together. It's hard to me for me to pinpoint the first place that I was that I watched this because I've seen it so many times now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just hard for me to to remember. Like, yeah. I've made so many people watch this. I was telling my mom about making Stephanie watch them for my birthday. And she was like, yeah, they're great movies. You made me watch them, too. I was like, <laughs> oh, did I? Oh, did I? It's like, well, thanks, mom, for watching them with me. It's a great. Well, Steph movie. should feel in good company then. She should feel she it as should, an honor with you know my mother and Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, just some just overall, just one of my you know you get the at the first part of the movie you got the you got the splitting of Frodo and Sam and they got away. And then you have Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli like searching for the hobbits. And then they run into the riders of Rohan. Yeah. And then, you know, Gandalf the white and, you know, Treebeard, like you said. And then the, and then the old man that was not looking good for a good, yeah. a good bit of time there. He's a little glossy. It's like, yeah. dude, I'm trying to have a meeting with the King. Did he just get high? <laughs> He's a little stone. It's like, 
this the guy that the guy beside him that has like the greasy black hair. Yeah. Like that's the signature of being a bad guy is greasy black hair. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I don't know why people didn't see that earlier. He could have been Italian. Yeah, see, that's racist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But all right, guys. So that wraps up our two hour discussion. Join us next week when we finish off with Return of the King before we uh, start The Hobbit. All right. So let's move into uh, what are you binging? Uh, I said earlier, uh, I'm on season six of SVU. Just been binging that kind of in the background, kind of watching it. I do love how I mean you just know I mean you see a celebrity oh that's the killer killer. one episode they have like three celebrities usually a rapist Bobby yeah to be fair (laughs) yeah well in one episode there was like three celebrities like Martin Short and then oh can I just say I saw the episode with Martin Short he is such a good actor and Martin Short is so creepy in this episode yeah they usually are I'll tell you who I really enjoyed as the bad guy was um, Fred Savage I always Spoiler. enjoyed him. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I probably could have guessed he it was Brad it. Savage. He did. It. Well, no, it, it was not a mystery. They knew it was him the whole time. They just had to try to prove it. Yeah. It was more of one of the episodes that Fred Savage was in. I think I've already had this on. What are you binging? You know, I finished it up. I'm finishing up, you know, bones pretty recently. Um, so SVU probably back on the docket for me, uh, for me pretty soon. So great show. Love it. Mine, I have kind of already mentioned mine as well. Baseball, I've I've been binging a little baseball. I am uh, just happy, just so happy, yeah. Bobby. Sports, that sports back. are back. We have know? an update on that uh, Pittsburgh game at all. We do not. <laughs> I will look it up. Uh, so yeah, so I've been I've been watching a lot of baseball. Probably five or six games. Probably five or six games more than I've I've watched in the past. 10 years of my life. So um, I, since I've been watching it, I got to give it a shout out. I said I was watching it. So here it is. That's what I've been binging. What have you been drinking, man? Uh, just some uh, Corona premiere, man. I got it laying around. I, I did have a couple more tailgates. It's back in my house now. I brought it home. So I've been drinking on some, uh, some tailgates. So, you know, just uh, trying to finish off those last like 50 beers from uh, the party. Yeah, uh, it's uh, not a not an easy feat. So you know, if you need any help, well, know, I think we've up? got we've got a hockey game to sim. So I think we'll uh, we'll get that done. Yeah, we will. We will. I might go get some popcorn and you know maybe we'll uh, turn the AC down to like forty degrees and make it feel like we're there in the game. That'll be that would be straight wonderful, dude. I am looking forward to it. So what I've been drinking, just some Miller Lite, man, because my local liquor store that I usually get, uh, get my brewskis on, or get my brewskis from, they've been doing this thing where if you buy an 18 pack or bigger, you get a free bucket. And so, you know, I mean, obviously your boy ain't passing up on a bucket. That's um, dope. Yeah. So I got, I got a couple buckets. So I've been. I've been slamming down some Millers, dude. I think there's still a bunch in the fridge because old old Sass came over this weekend. And we did a little bit of grilling, so nice. All right, I think you finally have that update for us. Finally, could have probably just gone to the uh, the app I had on my phone earlier, but uh, that would have been super easy, Bobby, yeah. and not as fun. Uh, it was three two Flyers final OT. Uh, Sherry scored the first goal for the Penguins. Couturier scored the first goal for the Flyers. Uh, Kevin Hayes, second goal for the Flyers. Jason Zucker, 
Uh, second goal for the Penguins. And then in OT, it looks like uh, Lawton scored the game winner in OT, two minutes and 40 seconds in. So uh, Flyers won, uh, won the first game back. So I think it's time for us to move into what snaps your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. I think we each have one of the other. Yeah. I don't have a sports one. You don't have a non-sports one. Did a nice little split here. Yeah. We already got a long episode, so this is perfect. Yeah. Uh, Grass. And uh, (laughs) just grass. I hate... Let me start off. Let me preface this by saying I don't hate grass in general. I hate that every yard at every house, it seems like the main landscape, all the landscape is centered around the grass. Yeah, I'm not really sure that I understand. Yours. So I feel like that's a lot of like yard that you could be planting vegetables, so maybe some fruit trees. So, Who no. the hell wants to deal with vegetables? It just feels like a ploy put out by like a big fruit and big vegetable and big grass and big Bob, lawnmower Bobby. to brainwashing us and only Bobby. not have to only having grass. All you have is grass. <laughs> you yeah. have a yard and, and you don't have any. And I have or begun vegetables. construction of a of a bunch of vegetable boxes to start putting some vegetables in there. I'm like, we're gonna do some corn. So wait, some wait, beans. Oh, oh no, 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 hold on, hold on. So you're still going to have all grass, but have vegetables in a box. I mean, no, it's going to, there's not going to be any grass under it. It's going to raise them up a little yeah, bit so I can customize the soil. A box. Yeah, so you still have all grass. And I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you are, I've never, yeah, no, I mean. Not to mention that grass contributes to more droughts because it takes <laughs> more water than many vegetables. It's just not efficient. Yeah, you're still going to have all the grass and the vegetables. <laughs> You're just having both now. It just seems like a waste to have all grass in every yard. What are you growing? I'm growing corn. Well, okay, so I'm going to be doing- You're in a box. You're going to grow corn in a box. It's not- It's a- What do you think this box is? What I'm thinking is, is a box. It's a rectangle. It's four pieces of wood and multiple dimensions, and it holds the soil. How big? Because you know how big corn is? Yeah, it's not- The box is just on the ground, and then they grow up into the air. It's a great, it's a garden bed. Correct. Correct. I understand how <laughs> corn grows, Bobby, but it's also not just like a little circle that grows up. Dude. Yeah. I'm, it, it's why have you seen a corn? Yes, one box is going to be about six feet by 20 feet. And the other one's going to be about four feet by eight feet for smaller ones for carrots and stuff. You're not doing all this. Yeah, dude, I've already found, done the I research. Believe, I believe you've done the research. I believe you've bought the boxes. I believe you've bought the seeds. I guarantee you. I haven't you, bought the boxes or the seeds yet. I guarantee you, you are not doing this, or at least not for a long time. I'm going to start in like two weeks to get the first. I need to plant the stuff by late August or early September for, the, believe, for the fall harvest. I believe that you'll do that. I, I, I have harvest. I'm I don't a farmer think now. I don't think you're going to have a fall Bob. harvest. I don't think you're going to have a fall harvest, man. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. You, you heard it here first, folks. Water bet it? Water bet it, dude. Right. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much do I mean, because like anybody can just grow a little bit. I want a five gallon bucket full. Okay. Of I can't control what actually gets yeah, harvested no, successfully. No, no. How about this? The every, all the stuff gets built and then planted. And no, anybody can do that. Well, I can't just control the things. What if rabbits eat it? 
then that is your fault for being a horrendous farmer. Either you're a farmer or you're not, bro. Well, it's my first time. I never said I was a good farmer. You want to water bet it. Five gallon bucket of corn. That's uh, five gallons of corn is a lot of corn. Corn makes a lot of corn. Well, corn's not a fall harvest either. So that would be next year. Then why are you? I was telling you in general, I got my fall harvest. I'm going to have some lettuce, some cabbage. Literally. Do you want me to repeat what you just said? You said, I got to get it in the ground in a couple of weeks for the fall harvest. You asked me what I was going to have in there in general. I said corn. And then I went on and then I said, but I've got to get stuff in soon. Then you call the water bet. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see what. Let Let's see what. What. Let me do some research, and we'll can, we'll have the water. No, bed no. Week. You've you called this water bed upon us right here on All the right. pod. Cabbage. I will have. <laughs> I'll have at least two pound, three pounds of cabbage for no, you. No, like one cabbage is three pounds, dude. No, you're not tricking me, dude. You can. I mean, fill, I gotta peel off the Kroger tag. You can fill <laughs> off. You can fill a five gallon bucket of cabbage. And I'll give it to you. Deal. I'll water bet it. But you have to video yourself pulling the cabbage out of the ground and putting it into the content, buddy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shake on it right now. Fist pound it. All right. Yeah. So five gallon bucket full of cabbage and I'll water bet with you. All, All right. right. In the fall harvest. <laughs> the fall harvest. That means by November, you have to have a five gallon bucket full of cabbage. Uh, yeah, it should be late November. Yeah, fall harvest is anywhere from uh, mid-October to late November. So Thanksgiving. I'll give you to mid-November. That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Water bet it. Write it down. Okay, so mine is my mine is the sports answer. Uh, didn't know that we were going to be fighting over, uh, <laughs> over Farmer Bobby's, um, you know, his garden. <laughs> But uh, mine, the team we've talked about the the team baseball teams doing the cardboard cutout, snapping my stick. There are teams that are not properly cutting out the pictures that people are sending them. Like I saw a person that had like massive amounts of grass behind them. Like, dude, just cut out the grass. Like you had nothing else to do, cardboard cutout guy. Cut the grass out. Don't be ridiculous. It already looks kind of ridiculous. But it's kind of funny. But then you make it look stupid by uh, by not properly cutting these pictures out that people are sending. So, yeah. snapping my stick. Let's get out of here, Farmer Bob. Let's go. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.